and uh, what's up, uh, everyone? Uh, welcome to the uh, For the Boys podcast. What's up, boys? How we all doing? Yeah, so um, this uh, podcast is um, uh, created for the boys as a as a safe place to share, I guess, their stories, their journeys, um, and the battle that comes with it. I'm Teza. I'm Swanky the second. Yeah, I'm Chief. Uh, thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching us by our stream or listening through our podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to run it back and say thank you to last week's guest. Thank you, Dixon. And the viewers. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's a mean show. Thank you for tuning in. I also want to say um, we're not professionals here. We're just here to... Share our experiences in life, you know, we're all going through this life together. We might as well help each other out um, along the way. And, um, yeah, we're not professionals. We're just, yeah, learning off each other. And, yeah, that's what the that's boys are here for. Exactly, man. And that's what, that's what it's all about. It's about um, mm-hmm. helping each other out. And hopefully in this, uh, in this life, um, we all get to travel along and mm-hmm. hopefully it's a safe one. I don't even know what the hell I just said. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I get you. I that get that you. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. Um, how's everyone doing? Swanky, Chief, how are we all doing? Good, you know. Work is all right. Can't complain. No. That's it. That's Still have it. a job, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially well. in these trying times. Oh, I'd like to throw a, throw a little shout-out. To my little sister, happy 19th birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy 19th. They, they grow so fast, man. It's next minute. It's life, eh? Yeah, as, as tall as like you, man. They're like shoulder to shoulder, something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my um it's like my girls, my two younger girls. They're already telling me what to do, so and they're Ooh. only three they're only three and one. <laughs> Damn, how's your, how's your young young fella, Chief? Yo, he's all good, man. Going too quick, man. Already from the temper tantrums, early yeah. twos. Oh, <laughs> the terrible twos, eh? Terrible, eh? Yeah. 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 Oh. The terrible twos. <laughs> nah, shout boys. Embrace it, man. Anyway, boys, uh, we'll get on with it. Um, we'll be running it back tonight's episode. Um, so we've got the brother. Uh, Ian Toki, he'll be joining us shortly. Um, just before we bring him on, um, if you haven't or haven't uh, listened to his podcast or uh, watched his um, part one, uh, go back because um, there's a, there's there's quite a few nuggets you can take away from this from his podcast. Yeah. And um, I don't want to say it here, but yeah, it's just it's just about his treatment throughout. Um, I guess court process and everything, but. What I say now, it's a lot better if you go run it back and um, jump on our podcast. So we're on all podcast platform. Um, we're also on um, YouTube and Facebook. We've got two Facebook pages. So one's a closed group and one's a page. Um, we're both streaming to uh, we're, we're streaming to uh, both uh, Facebook pages. So uh, pick one. Um, so yeah, uh, why don't we bring the the also in um, Ian? So guys. Yeah. 
Kia ora. How are you, brother? Hey, bro. Yeah, no, no, not too bad, not too bad. Um, again, thank you guys for uh, allowing me on this platform. I, I, I think it's like a privilege to be on here speaking on, um, you know, on, on the topic of mental health. Uh, I think it's a, a great uh, setting, uh, especially for us as, um, as men, you know, um, to share your, um, I guess, to share your story. So thank you again for inviting me back for part two. Yeah, um, mental health is, you know, um, especially in our community, um, in the poly world, uh, it's quite big. So I guess to have a platform like this, um, the honour is ours because we get to share your your story. Uh, we get to share everyone that's jumped on their story. And I think we're just an outlet for people that are interested in jumping on and sharing because... You know, like I said at the beginning, um, sharing stories in the hope that someone can can benefit from it. You know, that goes a long way because there may be someone out there that's struggling, um, maybe someone out there that's um, going through a tough time, um, and then they might be going through something that's similar to um, what Ian's going to be talking to previously and maybe tonight. So, um, yeah, thank you, thank you for jumping on. But also, uh, we've always Got the man that's making the big intros. Let's bring <laughs> Mifts. Oh. oh no. The working man. Oh no. Oh, yeah. well, Anyone who works oh, uh, for the podcast. Oh no. <laughs> Good to see you listening to Auntie Jacindos. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cover up for always each other. At work. Always at work. Oh, <laughs> the, the people, the people. Just, uh, just, say just thank you. No. Just want to know, uh, where did, where'd so, you get that uh, face mask? Oh, this is uh, one of our listeners. Actually, um, has a little business. Um, <laughs> if everybody remembers Lance, he always comments on our, on our weekly shows. Yeah, this is um, his kids are running this okay. little business. Uh, called Mask Familia on Instagram. So there's a plug. Um, is it a really good sale one at the moment? Get in there and grab some, man. We'll, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely check that up on our page. So um, is it at Mask Familia, is it? At Mask, mask Familia. Nice, nice. So if you're after Mask, guys, uh, we'll leave that in now. Um, maybe on this chat, if we can get it up here, Swanky. Say Lesus. Um, so, again, um, Ian needs no introduction, but um, for those that are just tuning on tonight, um, just give us a brief intro, um, bro, and um, yeah. Uh, solid, solid, guys. Uh, thanks again. Um, uh, so, um, just quickly, uh, my name is Ian. Um, I, I, I'm born and raised in, uh, in Atar, currently residing out in Drury, um, have been married, uh, wife, no kids yet, but um, hopefully the Lord will bless us one day, um, but um, yeah, come from a very big family uh, of 10, uh, you know, and um, come from the beautiful islands of Cook Island, yeah, that's, that's my intro, and um, 
I, I guess I, I just wanted this opportunity to do a quick shout out before I start um, to the, um, the Tokoluke. He gets married this Saturday. Hopefully we can come down a level. Um, so everyone, everyone who, who is invited um, can attend yeah. his special day. So yeah, I had to do a, I had to rush from all the way from Mota to, to Jury um, to make the show because um, I knew how important the show was eh? and try and keep on time um, from the rehearsal. So um, yeah, I just want to make that plug and um, give a shout out to the Toko. Thanks, guys. Shout out to Luke, man. Shout out to Luke. Oh, congrats. Nice, Luke. And thank you for making the effort, speeding all the way. <laughs> speeding into the limit. <laughs> oh, speeding <laughs> under the limit. Speeding under the limit. <laughs> 20 minute drive, made it in 10. I don't know. Do you do your maths? <laughs> under the limit. Under the limit. <laughs> Safer, all safer. right, <laughs> all right. Um, we're gonna just kick it off. Um, enough talking from us. That's 10 minutes of rubbish you guys didn't want to listen to. Um, <laughs> again, so if you have any questions, um, Ian, so happily will happily ask, answer your question. Sorry, um, so jump on the chat, um, chuck your questions up there, uh, and we'll be running it back on questions that weren't answered in uh, part one. Which is episode three. Episode three, we'll be going back and uh, revisiting some of the questions that were. Uh, so we'll just hand it over to uh, Ian and we'll get the show going. Cool. Uh, thanks, guys. And um, again, thank you for putting up with my, uh, I guess, two hours of chat. I, I actually thought that everyone was falling asleep, so I decided to cut the show myself. <laughs> um, but no, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm we were getting I'm, alarms. Um, we are getting alarms at one hour, but we're like, yeah. we're getting. I, I saw the Z's on the side. I saw the Z's on the side. So I thought I better cut it. The alarm was sorry, going man. off for an hour. Hour. Terry. Oh man. Um, so just, just um, heads up. This won't be a two-hour show. Just leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I worry it won't be an emotional one either. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a bit of a, 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 a. I was thinking about like how I was going to approach uh, this part. Um, uh, and one thing I knew is that I, I, I kind of want to allow time to answer some of the questions they were asked from the last um, show. So, um, you know, this part is about, I guess, life after prison. Um, I just want to kind of. I guess touch on um, on sort of my time towards the back end of my uh, prison of my prison time, uh, um, because that's kind of what I guess drove me to I guess achieve certain goals when I get released eventually. Um, so I mean, as as I said today, um, fifteen years later, I'm quite. Um, I'm quite content of my life at the moment. And no doubt there's been a lot of challenges in those 15 years, a lot of challenges. And um, and it's kind of hard to forget about um, some of those bad experiences I went through um, during my, not only during my prison sentence, but also prior to that. But I just want to thank um, a few of my mates out there um, um, that really helped me through. 
and my family, my family first and foremost, um, every one of them, uh, and those they know who they are. They're real. They're quite instrumental in terms of um, uh, in terms of my life after prison, and um, because I had their support there, and you know, it's because a lot of people tell me, even inside, they say things like, um, you know. There's only two kinds of inmates these days, ones that that go in and then they keep going in and out. And in these days, ones that learn their lesson from the from the from the beginning and you know, I guess make a life of it on the outside. And I was determined to make to be that second person. And um, and but you know, to start off with I had a really supportive family and a group of mates and um, you know, um, one of my best mates, uh, well, I'll make a plug now. Uh, Maya, he, he, he really helped me through this. Um, he really helped me through this um, time. And I know it was a bit hard on him too, but um, the, the also was there for me. And um, even right through, right through um, the process and after and, and still today. And so, and all the rest of my boys, you know, and they know who they are. Because I, I've got a you know very good group of um, mates that um, that um, regardless of any issues, you know they they they're there for me, you know and and like this platform is there for 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 anyone out there, um, I guess they act like that that sort of platform on you know in person, but um, just towards the back end of my prison sentence, Sorry, uh, bro. I guess I'm, before you before you go on help. So you, you say it's important to have it um, have friends or family. Um, what were you going through mentally when you when let's say um, everything wasn't going your way, and um, I guess thinking about having someone call you or someone contact you or how did you know your the family was there? Like even though you've gone in, you you're 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 mentally switched. You're gone. I don't, you know, you're thinking about other stuff, but how did you, what were you thinking in, reg in regards to, like, you saying you had family supporting you, you had, um... Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess, um, to be honest, you know, when, when you go through it, you think you're the only one going for them, you know? Mm. So I, I know that, like, I, I was facing prison and I thought I was the only one going for them, so it's easy to be selfish at that time, and... I, I guess that's the danger. When you start thinking about yourself, you don't think about who's actually helping you and supporting you on the outside. Even when I was outside, I I never realized actually how deep the support was from the family. I, I knew the family had my back, you know, that's 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 a that's a given you know, right through even right through to the court case. And there were some emotions. In, the, in that court case, once the verdict was read out, you know, and that's when I—that's when it really hit home how much my friends and my family, um, you know, really cared. And um, but you know, it was actually in time when I got all that time to myself, when I actually thought about the actual, you know, what the family actually done and the and, and my friends, you know. And I thought about one thing I didn't mention in my um, in part one two weeks ago. Okay was that when we were going through my trial, I only had one witness. I only had one witness that was called to the um, stand where the, um, the Crown had about 
over 30, 30 witnesses, you know? It's quite amazing how you can have so many witnesses to to something I never even done. But you know, mm-hmm. when the crown, when the crown, when the crown roll, they they really roll. They bring the big guns, in, you know. So when you go up against the crown, you go up against the crown, the whole country, and yeah, even, sure. yeah, even even the whole of bloody the royal family. <laughs> because that's where you know, but that, that's 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 the, that's the magnitude, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're, yeah. sorry, bro. Sorry, to cut you off, man. No, no, all good. But, bro. Um, I know it was like years ago, but did your lawyer even like say to you, do you have anyone to like to stand up for you to testify for you? I did, but um, that's where the lawyer came in, and she was real. I guess she was the word. She, was... <laughs> she can only fuck yeah. up one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say the history, but she was really reserved. <laughs> oh, really shit. I'll say it for you. <laughs> I think she just hit it, on the, hit it on the head there, right? But she, yeah. she, she, she even felt that it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't um safe for me to stand up for myself. Yet I was the one going through the whole experience. She, she told me not to stand. Because they're gonna they're gonna hammer me. So the only one that was witnessed for me was my mum. Wow. And so, and my my mum had the whole, you know, she she carried that big big ass burden, and yeah. that, you know, uh, you know, and I've always loved my mum. But you know, to see my mum stand up there for me, you know, to try and plead or plead my innocence, you know, that's that's. Very emotional. So I knew from the uh, get-go, like, I knew I had my family support and I knew I might have my boys. But during the process inside, um, I was talking to my family regularly, like, honestly, like, two, twice or three times a week. And we even had family days inside, which was cool, where the family got to come and visit, visit in the prison. And we'll just we'll, we'll just have a big-ass fun day, massive ass feed. And every yeah, inmate so and their families are there I had, for their one day. I had the um, the privilege um, to go down and visit visit Ian. So um, it's pretty good because you know you, you. I don't know if anyone else has been inside and gone to like a family day or experienced a a family day. Um, yeah, you go inside. Obviously, you do your checks, and um, the whole day. This particular day was planned by the. Um, the, the inmates or the guys that were inside and yeah it's like barbecues food everywhere and you basically it's you know it's not what it seems on tv you know you're behind you're not really getting a face-to-face or or body contact um mm. everything is just open mm. so that, that was a good experience before going in i was thinking are we going to talk to them behind the glass you know all that sort of stuff <laughs> on um yeah well you see them yeah yeah, yeah yeah so, um, yeah, when we were done, it was good. Uh, so the, the, the inmates had run the whole day. So from doing services to playing music to, yeah, eating. And, you know, that. and I guess the hardest thing about going down is coming back and leaving, um, yeah. leaving, you know, for example, my brother there. Um, that'll, that's the yeah. hardest thing because you know you're going to have fun during the day because you get to, you know, see... And you know, say hi, but yeah, 
at the end of it, it really, you know, breaks your heart. Even though you know that, like for me, I was making excuses. So I was saying, yeah. oh, no, he's still in New Zealand. Yeah, at least he's not overseas or getting taken somewhere else. He's, he's in New Zealand. He's, at, well, you know, he's in, in uh, Wellington, Rumitaka, and he's only a, a drive away. And, yeah, so every time there was family day, family days or visits, uh, family always drive down. And yeah, that's the hardest thing is not having to say, bro, let's go. So, yeah, that's my two cents. No, it's, 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 I was just going to ask around that as well for you, Terry. Like, I know it's years ago, but like, how did, how was your side? Like, you was a youngster. Yeah. Did, after that, were you like NWA, F the police? <laughs> <laughs> were, were you rock? Were you easy E after that? Oh, <laughs> uh, bro. To be honest, man. Um, as as much as I wanted to think about it as often, I think probably. Um, I could probably count the amount of times I spoke to Ian on my on one hand. You know, five might might have been only like four or five times. The hardest part, like I said, you know, when you visit someone, you can't take them with you. In the and you know, the same as talking to them on the phone. Um, I don't know how long. How long did did we get to talk to you on the phone for? Ian? fifteen minutes at a time. Yeah. So, um, the old man, uh, he he uh, made. Did he make? Yeah, yeah. He made an old yeah. hundred number, so yeah. it would have been easier for Ian to contact home. And at specific times, Ian will ring. But yeah, you know, every 15 minutes, you talk to them, but that's not that's never enough. That's never enough for someone to, to listen to what he's been doing. And, you know, you want to tell them, but, but at the same time, in your, in, mentally, you know that someone, that he's still there and he's not going to come out. So, you know, I, I tried, I don't know if I told Ian, I, I tried to avoid talking to him or I tried to avoid going to family days. So I only went to one within the whole time. And it wasn't because, um, like, I didn't want to see him. It's only because, um, yeah, I just couldn't bring him back home. Or I couldn't, you know. The, I was being selfish, basically, you know. If you think about it, I was just being selfish. I, just, I wanted to bring my brother home. You want home. to avoid the pain. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards. You know, I was just thinking about myself instead of yeah. just going down there and enjoy that day. Yeah. enjoy the phone call so i guess the first two times ian rung um i answered the first time and then we we, we had a chat caught up but you know my, my heart broke as soon as i left because i you know, i didn't i didn't cry in front of the family but i, I knew deep down like, fuck this is bullshit you know you knew you knew what the hell was going on and yet he was locked he was still locked up for nothing you know that, that kind of but yeah, it, it takes it takes it honestly takes a lot out of you thinking, because you're thinking you you overthink stuff, or you you think too much about the situation and how you could have made it better. So throughout the whole time, you're like, oh, if we had done this right, or if we had done this right, or should I have answered the call, or should I should I have gone down? Should um, I have stopped them at the door? <laughs> should I not have snitched? <laughs> <laughs> Should I have not sold the information? Should I not have said he's in the for, room? For, he's lying down. He's having a sleep. For a few jolly drinks. <laughs> so, nah, it, 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 
at, at that age, it, it was a it was a lot. But you know, that all goes away when you see him physically um, coming coming home and through the door. But I'll pass it back over to you because it sounds like I'm taking over the show. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh. To be honest, it's like. I guess there's not much you can say because I think everyone knows what their feeling feels like and you know, you adopt that pain anytime you're hurt eh? whether it's um, when you whether you lose a loved one whether it's someone that gets can you know, one of your family members that has cancer yeah. and prison, you know, that all that stuff you know, you, I think the pain is the same um, but it was really important for me to um, I guess um, when you're fallen, it's the way I was going to, you know, get up and stand up after this and go forward. So I, I, I guess when you hit rock bottom, like I said in part one, um, the saying was, there's only one way and that's up. So I decided to stand up. And I guess after a year inside, I, I, I made an early decision to say that because um, I know my family was hurting when I was inside. I know my friends were hurting. Um, so I made a decision to say ah oh, man this is the last time i'm going to be inside you know and i was real confident i was real confident and so far so good you know i haven't you know been anywhere near um a prison cell or anything i haven't been in trouble with the police since so and i guess this that's the all this experience and i'm always reminded of the fact that the promise i made before i left prison and you kind of got to make that promise before you leave like while you're inside I think it's a bit too late if you make it outside. I'm not saying that others haven't, but for me, it was important that I made that decision um, before I leave. And it was the right call because I, I kind of set my plan in place uh, when I got out. Um, I did a lot of studying inside and I, I, I completed half my bachelor in business at Mass University. Um, they, 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 Man, they supported me hard inside, and I, I was quite blown away because I wasn't really. I tried to reapply for um, MIT because being in the being an ATAR, I, I thought, oh man, this, it makes sense. So when I get, I can carry on and actually be there. But they actually yeah. declined. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, you know. And I was like, oh, not this McDonald experience over again. But no, yeah. Um, but yeah, they actually. They actually declined me, and, oh. and it was an actual like I, I actually was just gonna just just stop it. Eh? I just said I oh, stuff the studies because it's easy to really get caught up in your emotions and so because there's no one to talk to about it, and plus you have so much time on your hands. It's easy to get caught up in the negativity um, that you're projected on yourself. But um, yeah, one of my um, some uh, my name, Sorry, sorry, Luke. Yep. Uh, I'm saying that with like having too much time, and you're like, you know how they say uh, prison is rehabilitation. Was that your experience as well, or was it easy to go the other route and just like uh, do that life of crime and back and forth to jail? Like, is it easy to fall in that life, or is that really helping jail that? sort of guide you the other way it's i'd say yeah it's it's very easy to fall back into that sort of life and it's really easy you know being an innocent person 
it's really easy to, to, to I guess, kind of live a life of crime. Like, that's just the truth. They do have uh, rehabilitation programs in there, but, uh, you know, I was one of those cases where my crime wasn't bad enough to do any programs. And when you do programs, you get, it helps towards your release. And so I wasn't accepted on any programs because my crime wasn't that bad. But when I'm out, like my crime is too bad to do any program. So, you know, it was a bit tough. And, and, and so it's like, there's no middle ground. Mm. And um, so I, I couldn't do any programs, like seriously. Like the only thing I could do was go to this faith-based unit where they'd done a Christian program because I felt that's where my journey needed to go. And that wasn't even promised. A lot of people say, oh, you're not going to guarantee release just because you're over there. But I said, oh, well, I'm going to go there just to change my stuff and as, do it as, you know, try and as long as I'm in here, try and make a change within myself. So at least I know when I get out, I'm a different person, you know? And um, and so that's the promise I made to myself. I said, oh, I'll do the five years if I have to. And then I kind of accepted it by then. And that, that story I said about, uh, I shared about my forgiveness and experience forgiveness for the first time. That was the, that I guess that was the breaking point for me because then I kind of let everything go. And I said, give me another five years. I'll do that time if I, if I deserve it, but I'm going to, I'm going to be here and, and start making that change on my, myself. Because when you start doing that, then you start to see, I guess the blessings outside of that. And that's when I started seeing like, I guess the true blessing and the love that, that, that people had for me on the outside. That's when I started seeing that. And, and that's that it kind of subsides everything that you're angry at for like the, your whole life and so and that's that's the feeling i want not only me to experience but everyone out there because they when they go through hard times I, I know what they're going through it's really hard to get yourself out of that eh? but when you for me when i finally experienced forgiveness that was it that was the magic you know and like unfortunately my experience of forgiveness um, no one can experience that if they're going through hard times. I, all I can do is just share it, like on this platform, and hopefully people can go through that same experience and experience it. Because everyone's got to experience their own story, eh? Because you go through that grind by yourself, and you've got to you've got to get to that point where you accept what is, and then and then move on from there. But you've got to actually move on. A lot of people inside were saying to me, "Oh, I forgive." but I haven't forgotten, then technically you haven't forgiven because you're still thinking about it. It's, it's, it's the burden that's keep, oh. keeping you down. Because I try to live that too, and I thought I was actually, I thought that was actually a good, you know, a good saying. But I learned true forgiveness, and only I could learn that at that time for me because I, I actually, as angry as I was in that, um, in that, in that meeting room with the pastor, when he said that, you know, my co-offender was on the other side of the phone, I was just like, I was so pissed off. But I must have made a decision during that conversation that I'm going to let this go without realizing. And then when I did it, that's when, I, I don't know, there was a flood of emotions coming in. I actually broke down in quite a front of the pastor. And the pastor just looked at me and he knew. He knew, he knew straight away, oh, you know. There's a breakthrough.
Yeah. Mm. Uh. Yeah. So um, I guess that 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 breakthrough meant that a lot of opportunities came with my studies. I I, I actually um, my first year of studies was before that forgiveness uh, moment, and I was struggling. I was struggling with my papers. After that, man, I was I was smashing my uh, my papers. You know, I, I just passed them uh, uh, for my papers that year. The second year, um, I, I, I took on another four papers. Man, I was smashing them in the 90s. And I was thinking, man, all this time I thought I was dumb. <laughs> you know, I never got any qualifications in school too. So, you know, but, so you know, to achieve... Was that, um, so those papers were for your business degree, is that correct? Yeah, for my business degree at Massey University. So um, that's kind of where the start of my, I guess, my love for studies came in. You know, I never loved, I never enjoyed school. This is why I got kicked out in sixth form. Um, you know, and I thought like work was where, where it's at. But like I said in the first part, I, I quickly realized that being a student old boy of St. Peter's is not going to get you into jobs. <laughs> <laughs> even into McDonald's. So, um, um, yeah, that, that's when it really hit home. But, you know, there was still a lot of lessons to learn that time. But obviously I didn't see it. Then I went inside then, then during my ex prison experience, I, I kind of saw what, you know, what God was trying to show me and what my family was trying to tell me as well, you know, get a good education, all this sort of stuff, you know, what your parents share with you. And it's actually, you know, Despite at the time, I didn't want to listen, but they're right, you know? And so um, that's when I started my whole journey of learning. And if I wasn't, so when I got released, I carried on, I carried on my studies and I, I carried on and done other degrees. So today, uh, I don't want to make this a long story, but today I have a degree in horticulture management a bachelor degree in um, applied management. And that was just uh, um, the second part of my business. I actually went into applied management, which is like a practical business degree. Um, also, um, during my business degree, I also jumped on uh, and I did a, um, a graduate diploma in HR. So, and I found that like, I really enjoyed HR, like which is human resource management. And those are the people who, who do the hiring and the firing at companies. Um, and then I, I, I kind of got shoulder tap from a, a supervisor on my paper and he said, oh, have you ever thought about doing a master's? And I laughed at me, you know, because for me, when you achieve a, achieve a bachelor or even a diploma, that, that was it for me. The reason I carried on in my studies is not because I wanted to study, I hated studying. But the reason I carried on is because after I got released from prison, I always learned you've got to stay active. The minute you're idle, that's when bad thoughts come into your mind and then you end up doing something stupid probably. So I didn't want to get to that point. So, and because I wasn't working, I couldn't find a job. I ended up staying in studies and that's what kept me busy. And then, then I found a job. I got shorter tap for, um, well, first of all, I got shorter tap for a job, which was um, to be a contractor for the Auckland Council in terms of waste management. And my job there was to go out and share with the whole of South Auckland and let them know of the changes that are coming up um, in terms of their rubbish collection. 
So back then, South Auckland, we used to put our rubbish bags on the um, on the road, right, for collection every one day a week. Mm. But you know, there was no recycling, no nothing of that sort. But uh, Auckland Council saw a, a problem that was going to get worse in 10 years from that time. And that was just our our, our, um, our rubbish, um, what do you call it? Landfills. Our rubbish fills. There was, there was no more room for our rubbish. And so, oh. you know, um, so they thought, oh, this is going to be a huge problem. We need to start recycling to reduce the rubbish. And then, so they, they hired me as a contractor to go out and let the whole Suffolk community that there's going to be changes, which is what today you see the wheelie bin. So I was a part of that, that movement, um, oh. you know, and, and so those changes came in on, on the back of work that I'd done, plus other people that were passionate about, so, not passionate so about rubbish. Reason- you're the reason why we can't put out 20 rubbish bags, eh? Now, Frank, yeah. you've got to chuck everything inside the bin. Are you the reason why you're they downsize the bins? The... Eh? I can only fit one rubbish hey. bag in one of the bins, eh? That's why we have to go put it next door neighbours' bins now. Hey, I did say, hey, for, for us islanders, we need like 10 rubbish bins. Hey, but, hey, you man. know, you know these people, they don't want to listen to me. So I, I, I tried, I tried, I tried, boys, I tried. <laughs> but, you know, um, everyone knows that things with council is inevitable, eh? So it's going to happen whether we like it or not. So it was important for me to get the message out there. So, you yep. know, and, and I guess that's where I found the love and my passion for working with community because I was going to churches, schools, um, sports clubs to share this message. And honestly, who the hell is going to listen to you when you want to talk about rubbish? And then I thought, one day, why don't I just talk rubbish? Like, literally. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, for some reason, um, these community groups that actually started to become, you know, take a, take a liking to these um, these workshops. Trust me, it was so hard to, to preach to them, you know, because at the time, we're still putting our rubbish bags out. So- and they were like, oh, stuff this. I'm just going to go put another 20, 20 rubbish bags out on the curb, you know? And that's what it was hard. But, you know, I eventually got through to a lot of groups and they they were um, instrumental in terms of sharing the message. So that was my job. But at the same time, I was also invited by my supervisor at course to actually look at doing a master's. Then he sent me this um, application form. And when I got to the bottom... It said the cost of the course was 20,000 20, Australian. And I went, what the hell? And I told him, I didn't even fill it out. I gave it back to him and I said, nah, stuff this. Where, where am I going to come up with 20K? And then, uh, and then he, and I said, I didn't even have a job. And then he goes, hey, don't worry. That's why I said fill out the application. Because it was actually to, to get a, um, a scholarship. And the master's I was going to complete was at Southern Cross University in Australia. And... Um, that's why it wasn't 20k Australian, but somehow um, it, my application for um, um, a scholarship didn't work out. But he had another plan. He 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 he's the main driver behind me actually getting into a masters, and and yeah, I, I actually I'm blessed today. I actually completed 
a master's in management um, through Massey University, which he was quite instrumental in. And, and um, so, yeah, I, I, I owe a lot to him. But also, again, I just want to say I owe a lot to my family and my friends because of that support I had from them. You know, I, I'll be honest, my um, what drove me to, to actually complete a, uh, my first bachelor degree was because I wasn't the first one and neither was I the second in my family. My mum was actually the second one to achieve her, her bachelor degree. And that's what pushed me to go, hey, if my mum can do it, you know, sucks. I can do it. Ooh, you know, for me, yeah, yeah, no, huge shout out to mum. And um, mum did, you know, worked really hard at a time after looking after 10 kids, car, man. Mum, mate, what a legend. Ooh. You know, and she still managed to go back and study and work. And she works in the, she's a qualified ECE teacher, still working there now. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the main drivers. My older brother was the first one. Um, he's always been that, that educator kind of guy, you know, whereas the rest of us was like, oh yeah, we'll go school, eat our lunch. Yeah, I even tried to do that at uni, just go uni, eat my lunch. But uh, I knew that straight away, you know. I uh, still do that. <laughs> I still eat my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, hey, the, the first degree was it? Of me. <laughs> Oops, the first degree was, was it on um, horticulture? You said. Yeah, so horticulture management, and because um, you can't jump, you can't jump levels in the horticulture. You got to start from level two, and that's level two and level four. Then you got to go for your diploma. So yeah, the first one is uh, horticulture management. Is um, yeah, my second one is uh, applied management. Uh, yeah. For those of people, for those that don't know, like myself, what horticulture is. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? Before I ask Siri. Oh, it's just you're basically like learning anything about, um, you know, about plants and stuff. You know the the oh, whole plants. See. Yeah, the whole green. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that what you wanted to point out? <laughs> hey, it had oh, bless us a four. Hey, hey, it's a plan, Oos. It's a plan. God bless hey, us a this, four. This for, <laughs> for this particular plan that we all know, that we're all thinking of, I think. What are yeah. you guys' thoughts on it? Decriminalize? <laughs> hey! No comment, no, Jason. Hey! Because there's, there's people that want to drop the. Hey, like, um, make it less. Uh, Criminalising. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll share my vote on, on, on the matter. I actually voted um, no against it. Only because um, the effects it had on me personally and, and it affected me and not. It was oh, let's be honest. Nine times out of ten, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good feeling, but yeah. I felt like um, yeah, um, but that like, yeah, it, 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 for, uh, over the long run, because I did it for quite a bit, a lot each day for like years, um, it, it had a, a negative oh. impact on me. You oh, then it oh yeah, yeah. Then it brings up the question of um. Like driving under the influence in that. 
Yeah, and uh, I guess the main question is is that people always, um, people say to me, oh, what's the difference between that and alcohol? And I say to them, well, simply the difference is that one's legal, one's illegal. You know, that's that's. I mean, I know, I know that that voting was to make it legal, but I I, I figured like, you know, maybe it'll be double trouble if you have um, the alcohol and 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 that plant, you know, criminal um, decriminalised. So yeah, that's that's just the way I voted against it, and um, yeah. I think this is a question for the panel. <laughs> I think my mouse or Bobby needs help with his garden, so it's, what's the best way to plant the plants? Asking for a friend. What a good friend. Oh, there's the plant. Whether it's outdoor, whether it's outdoor or indoor. Oh, you mean a bit... You're being a bit specific there, Bobby. <laughs> oh. Bobby, Bobby. I think, Bobby, I think it's a fair question. You know, you might want to grow your veggies inside. Are we talking about plants or human beings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, easy, easy, easy question to answer. You just plant it in the ground, eh? In the ground. Every plant is the same. Plant it in the ground, sure, Bobby, get a lot of water, a lot of sunshine. Just make sure, Bobby, you water the plants. <laughs> All right. If it's out though, make sure that the, the, the eagle in the sky can see. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, uh, spray and forget it. Yep, spray and forget it, All right? Um, yeah, thanks for the question, cuz. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what my life looked like um, when I left prison. It was, it was a whole lot of education. And like, again, like in part one, I wanted to, I guess, not re-educate myself, but actually educate myself properly. Because <laughs> I didn't really listen before that. Um, so I knew that I didn't really give myself a chance to, to kind of get educated. Um, and that's the only way I saw myself getting into like a role we're even having an a chance to get a job, and you know, because you know, I, I, first of all, I didn't have any education, um, so that was already against me. Plus, I just I've got a criminal record. That that was another thing. So those two big crosses, um, you know, meant that, like, I honestly, told me that shucks, you don't deserve a job. But you know, obviously, I came out real real positive um, after that experience and I was determined you know I went through hundreds and hundreds of rejection you know and no, that they, those rejections made me feel bad but the very next day I'll forgive all those people who rejected me and then I'll move on go apply for another hundred jobs you know big big props yeah yeah so uh, I, I think like the Bible says hey I, I don't know what exact scripture it is but you know, it, it talks about don't let the sun go down on your problems. And ever since that, uh, I kind of adopted that um, that verse into my life. You know, even so, even though some sometimes that I, I do, but I'm determined to get on top of it because the, the reason why you don't want your problems to get on top of you, because tomorrow brings a whole new group, uh, you know, a lot of problems. So if you keep... If you keep 
putting it in the back and putting it in the back and not dealing with it. That's how we end up in in the situation where we go through these challenges in the in the mind. The mind's the battlefield. And the only way to win that battle in your mind is to get over the problems right then and there. And so that's why it, it rang true to me that 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 verse, you know. I mean, hey, you're, you're not always going to have a perfect time trying to get over your problems. And that's why it does help to talk to people. And, um, and again, that's why, I, I, you know, I give props to this platform because this platform allows us to speak out. And that's the first thing we need to do. And it's tough for us men to, to speak out, eh? But, like, through that time, uh, I must say that my life after prison after getting you know getting qualified education wise and then actually getting like really good jobs and um today i'm in a really good job and i'm in a really good space and um you know as a as because of this job i managed to me and my wife um we're precious this is our second house here in Drury, you know and like you know with the market being so tough for people to buy in you know, today it's, 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 oh man, it's, it's really sad to see. Um, we, we actually went through the, the beginning of those problems, but we're so blessed to get to purchase the house that we're in today. And it's a brand new house. Like, you know, everything just fell into place. It's a bloody headache of a, of a process to go through, but at the end of it, it's, it's so rewarding. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of mates that are, trying to get into the housing market or get on the ladder and I'm mm. trying my hardest to support them as well and um, anyone that I know because I know man that it's a tough situation to be in me but because of that job I have now can't really say what it is um for the country um, yeah it's, but it's a it's a government agency <laughs> oh, oh government yeah, so, oh dude yeah I work, oh, I work, yeah and like selling I don't want to send more if it's a government agency. <laughs> the choppers are already frequent around around me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm so blessed to be in this job because this job actually allows me to work with my community, and which is what I always just strive to be. And I, I, I love working with my community. It has its it has its moments, and that's the yes, truth. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you, it's nothing rewarding then helping someone out or helping people out, you know, without, you know, without talking about money and stuff like that, but you're really genuinely helping them out. And it's from the heart. And cause mm. you know, a lot of these people that come across your path, um, they were probably in very similar positions than, than yourself. So that I was able to help in, in, in and that, in that, in that, at that level, but yeah, I'm really blessed to be in the job that I am now um, because that's what, you know, obviously my, my wife's in a really good job too. And so that's what really helped us um, purchase our first and then our second house. Um, but uh, we managed to upgrade from the first house. We sold that one in Ōtara and we bought this one out here in Jury. So we don't actually own two houses, um, but we, yeah. We've um, in the space of um, say three three years, we've managed to purchase at least two houses, in the, in the experience. So you know, I count myself lucky even even to be to be in the job that I am now. You know, considering 
my 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 record, you know, and 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 that that organisation that hired me. Sorry, they wrote us before you. Sorry, before you move on. Um, how you say that your, your criminal record? That must have a, a like a huge. It must put a like a, a big like a hold on you from applying from uh, for applying for other jobs. Um, before you applied for this government job, um. You were saying that you've been um, bounced from, you know, hundred plus jobs. Is it because of? Is it because they didn't give you a chance to, to actually, you know, to read your whatever your CV and with the amount of qualifications you had? Um, basically, when you had that criminal conviction, did it just basically cut it off there? How yeah. Was so. Um, I, I mean, mostly you guys know what the process is. Eh? When you apply for a job, you don't exactly tell them then, but you kind of make a make a note to tell them in the interview if you get that far. Um, so when I filled out for most of the jobs, I filled out the application and I ticked the box that, that said, "Yeah, I had a criminal record." And then sometimes they they give you an opportunity to start, but they wait for the vetting to complete but that normally comes about like a month later some quicker than that but sometimes i'm already in jobs and then the vetting comes across their desk and then they ask me so these are jobs that i didn't even have an interview they just gave me a start date i started and then they asked me oh why didn't you disclose that you had a criminal record and i said i did that's what you're looking at you know so and then some some of those jobs actually didn't turn out so i actually lost it because of that but some of them, they actually gave me a chance. So I knew people out there were willing to give me a chance. Um, I guess kind of having that conviction, like Terry said, it kind of helped me back from applying for the jobs that are like the jobs that I'm in now because it's government agency. Eh? And mm -hmm. um, I thought, man, they, these guys are not going to give me a job. But it turns out to be a blessing in disguise. The whole process worked out actually quite good. And I was actually... I was actually quite lucky to have the people on the other side within the organisation that gave me the chance, and um, I actually, I actually thought that. So, with the, with your, so these are these are clean slate law, right? And that that clean slate law looks at if you have not been in trouble with the police or the law, and you're not facing any current court cases and all that. Um, for seven years, they actually clean. Yeah, they actually give you a clean slate. They actually wipe your record. And then in the system, and it just happens automatically. In the system, it's like you never committed a crime. So I use that to leverage and then apply for a job in a government agency. Um, but what I didn't understand is that I don't really read their legislation properly. Um, so uh, it was about a month or six weeks after that, I got caught into um, the office with my manager and the HR. And I was thinking, man, I, I knew, already knew what it was for. Um, and they, they, well, I sat down with them and they just said to me, uh, um, oh, why didn't you disclose your, your criminal record? And I said, oh, I did, but um, what do you call it? because I didn't disclose it in the interview because I thought I didn't need to. And at that point, I think I had been out of prison for eight years. So I thought I fell under the clean slate law. But they actually turned around and said to me, oh, I actually read it wrong. 
It's actually if you haven't been incarcerated, that clean slate law applies to you. But because I was incarcerated, they, they, that criminal record stays on forever for the rest oh. of my life. And so because I was genuine in that, they actually turned around and said to me, um, well, we're happy to keep you. We're happy to keep you, providing that you tell us your story. So I told them the story and they actually like kind of got a bit emotional in the story, you know, because I shared similar to what I shared in my first part. And so that's why I was able to keep my job. So I've been in, I've been in this job for about six years now. And uh, nice. I love it. I, I, I currently man, I'm, I'm currently the manager there. And yeah, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And there'd be nothing but good to me. And, and I, I, a lot of my blessings come as a result of that, that job. And also meeting my wife and, you know, and all the, the blessings that's come through for her, you know, together that's been, that's done us really well. And it's put us in the position that we are today. And so, um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's basically, what a story. My story um, upon, yeah, after prison, it's, yeah, mm. these are, there's a whole lot more that I'm, I'm doing right now. I'm at, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, well, like, um, I remember going into prison, Um, you wanted to, like, crack the rugby scene, eh? Did you, did you yeah. try to pursue it after, or did you think you could, or? Yeah, I went back to my local club, East Tamaki, um, rugby. But yeah, uh, I I think I I don't think I was trying to pursue a rugby career. I just wanted to get back into it and see what it was like. Oh, you know, being away from the scene for for so long. I I know I had those opportunities prior to going um, going inside. But um, I, I I think I think for me I wanted to. I guess I was just happy to be out and just. Oh, I see be around family more than and I, I think that if I was ever to get an opportunity to go overseas around that time I, I think I would have probably turned it down anyway because the, it made me uh, it made me so happy to be around be around family be back in my yeah. community and stuff like that be around the boys so I went back to my local club and just I guess kicked it there and that's probably where my career ended <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. and uh, so, so I, I kind of um, we didn't get to a retirement post. <laughs> well, I hung the boots up like 50 million times, but you know, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. you just get that, you just get that taste for footy. Eh? And, um, you know, I, I guess I kind of finally hang, hung up the boots, um, 2015 and I took on a coaching role and uh, I enjoyed that too. And, and I, I think it's up to, Kind of up to like 2019, I actually, I actually took over as chairman of the um of the club, and uh, um yeah, got to experience a bit of that running the club, you know, running everything off field, trying to put a t trying to put teams together, and stuff. That's a really good experience. Some bad experience in that too, but I learned from it. You know, got got a bit yeah. of the support from family again. So family was supporting me right through, you know, up to today, and um. But there's a lot of things that I actually committed to in the community. I'm on a few. I'm a trustee on a few boards, um, and we basically make decisions that benefit the community. Um, 
you know, and, um, but yeah, so a lot of that stuff, you know, I always believe that instead of taking from the community, which is probably what I was doing prior to when going inside, um, I decided that I want to give back and keep giving back. And so I, I, I sit on a lot of boards um, and uh, I get to make, you know, really important decisions for our community and not just for Otara, but, but for South Auckland. And um, that's why I feel I'm really blessed. And and I, I think in the last year, I decided to take a step back, back and um, actually, I guess, give more time to um, to home. And, um, nice. and um, you know, and yeah, so, uh, and, and actually trying to step back and actually have a, have a look, just kind of reflect on, on what I've done because it's, it's so hard when you're always moving. You know, and plus, to be honest, I was getting pretty stressed at um, a few of the a few of the organisations I was part of because, you know, you get so passionate and you want to drive, drive, drive change, positive change for your for your people and for your community. That you know, somehow or another, some people on that same board have different plans, and you feel like it's going to take you away from what we even started this for. You know, and so I kind of had to step away from those organisations because I felt I, w I was going in a different direction. And um, but you know, it's been it's been a blessing too to sit back and kind of relax and, and reflect on everything I've done. Yeah, I'm proud of what I've done, but I, I think when you look at when I look at um, other leaders in our community, they've done way more than what I've done. You know, and so you kind of want to be like them. You know, kind of live up to 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 their like. Um, I guess the great things they've done, and um, I guess I guess just be a part of that legacy. But um, yeah, I, I do I do a lot in the community, and um, and and uh, bro, um, who like within the community? Who have you looked up to, or who have been your uh, a few of your role mo oh, role models? Um, you think, yeah. Well, there's got there's got a few people. Um, so, first of all, um, you know, I, I, I get, a, I guess, again, a lot of my strength from the old man. Like the old man, the old man is um, just the old man. He just, he's there, he grinds and grinds hard. But I was like, I like his ethics and his approach to things. Even the old lady, you know, it's, it's very true. So I wanted to at least take those principles and morals into what I do, and then. Obviously, there's like people like in the in the community that um, that are current today, you know. Um, you know one of them's uh, our our councillor or Fissel. He he, you know, he he's done a lot. He's he's done a lot for me, in uh, in terms of what I do in the community. Um, but most of these people, are like even my, even my friends, they do a lot of they do a lot with the youth, you know, and. Um, you know, the likes of Alan Barr and all that, you know, those things, those people I look up to because, you know, they came and they made a dent in the community when when things were tough in Otah, you know, gangs, shooting, you know, killing, all that sort of stuff. And that's when they came in and made that dent. There's a whole lot of other people like um, Sully, Sully Pyre. I don't know if you know Sully Pyre. Um, he started the movement of Cross Power in 274. Um, but those guys I kind of looked up to um, when I was a kid because, you know, as a kid, you know, we were allowed to roam the streets and end up in the other side of Otah, you know, but you just had to be home before dark before otherwise you're going to get, 
Yeah. Just within from your parents. <laughs> but yeah, so we we roamed in and and Sully always took us in. You know, Sully always took us in. So I remember those little things. I also looked up to these these are a lot of people I can say, but those are some of the names I looked up to. Um also one person I wanna um plug is my older brother. My older brother, like I didn't know if he realizes it, but he actually taught me like a lot about life and um a lot about life and so you know it was good having an older brother because he's he's my only older brother um because i'm the second older so um mm. and um so i really looked up to him and he he showed me like life and experiences and stuff like that even things that you know we go oh ooh, you know but he told me that like out of confidence because he said oh well that's what happens you know so you know uh, but i just want to make that plug out you know and towards him because he he was there because the old man was busy with working so he was hardly home and you know good for him because he what well, he paved the way for our family and for us to, and us kids to do what we needed to do so my older brother was there you know he acted as the role model for me so I'll, I'll, I'll put my older brother there up there um in high regards because of what he's done and um and like he was like kind of like my hero like i was looking up to you because uh, you know because I, I learned a lot and then also my my little brothers like terry and and all my siblings because you know you can be the yeah I, i'm older than them did you just feel I, sorry i also learned a lot from feel them. sorry for me uh, <laughs> you just feel sorry for me yeah these branches in every community so i i, I do i do plug in in mangere Odahu, monaco like everywhere in south, south auckland but also the region because we're we're region wide yeah so we're region wide so these um so we we try i try to support the cause out in every community because every community is different but you know um mm. you know Whatever the current issues are out there, we try go along and help our colleagues colleagues out there, and we try and make a plug out there and see, see if we can support the cause on those communities. So yeah, I'm, I'm in, among it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I know you said you can't talk about your work, but can you just give us like a broad area of it? Is it youth work oh, or? I, yeah, I don't think it minds, but I, I don't think anyone minds. But so I, I can't even manage the Otago Library. And so I, I work in the um, that's that's the arm that I work for under council, and um, yeah, I mean like library's been probably like a like a home, a safe haven for me as a kid. You know that's yeah, where everyone yeah. goes and they feel safe. And um, I remember one day there's a story I shared. I, I won't share it tonight, but there's a story I shared um, at the interview, which really got them. And it was my story as a, it was my story as a kid, and I always thought I was him. 
myself in a library, but to be honest, as you grow up, you, you never th ever think about working in the library. And um, I got a lot of respect for librarians because I actually didn't think they did much, to be honest, but scan books. And um, but actually working, working for them and being their manager, but they do a lot of work. Eh? Yeah, they and do plus they do a lot of. of it's not a joke because I still don't know how to do doing decimal. <laughs> I hope my boss is not listening. <laughs> so I, I, I just I just manage my stuff and they do all the work. But you know I got a mean team out in Otara, and um, but yeah they they do some solid as work with our communities, um, and honestly there's a lot of um, there's a lot of programs they do that's very beneficial for our communities, and they target. The way they look at the community, um, you know, they've got a real half of their community, eh? And um, they run like CV programs, licenses, you know, driver's licensing and all that sort of stuff. And I never even knew yeah. that. Like I thought life was just a place of books, but yeah, really yeah. But they're more than that, eh? You know? And I totally understood that when I was, when I uh, when I worked for them, I, I, I was actually going, man, shucks, I got a lot of respect for these guys. So yeah, um, uh, um, I'm gonna have a job man. tomorrow, but uh, at least I put it out. There. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, but that's crazy, man. Cause like um, like now that I think about it, every time I go, like um, like in the in the, in the evening or like during school holidays, bro, it's always packed with kids either libraries. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, honestly, it's a, it's certainly a, a safe haven for our kids. Like, you know, even though we're in level two, we can't really allow yeah. much people inside, only because of the the numbers of uh, people you're allowed to. to safely social distance but you know our kids always turn up they're always there you know whether it's there finding their their wife of the future or, <laughs> or jumping on the computers you know and stuff like that you know but we we are like like um libraries are kind of modernized um some of them anyway um most of the south Auckland ones are because we have we have table tennis in there we have uh gaming like ps4 running you know anything to like to I guess it's like a reward for our kids when they when they finish school. You know, they come yeah. from school and a hard day of working, you know, studying and doing all their thing. And then I guess it's kind of like a reward, reward for them when they come into the library. But everything we do is stimulates their learning. Mm. So we don't we don't just do things just because of the sake of it, but it's to stimulate the literacy within us. And we know a lot of the low decile communities we we struggle we struggle in numeracy and literacy so i guess we, we we try to give back to our kids in some 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 form or another but we know like otara alone like i can't speak for other communities but otara we're very practical very practical people you give them a book to read and then they probably won't read it but you give them an incentive to read a passage not even a page a, a passage hmm. you know say oh well if you read a passage you can jump on the computer because that's what we do with our kids oh they're, they're more than happy they go and speed read <laughs> they speed read for those books then you know but they don't you know i think in hindsight they kind of understand what 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 we're trying to achieve with them and you know our, our kids are educated we we just need to give them that chance and so that's kind of like something i learned when i started working in libraries was that very thing like how talented they are not just on the sports field because a lot of them are but yeah, yeah. you know, they they got a they they got a wonder brain, you know. Just and you know, kids up, yeah. are kids are just who they are. They say everything that comes out of their mouth, that's it, bro. you know. That's so it. that's that's something I 
you know, I, I, I kind of had to deal with because some of the stuff they were saying, they, you know, and it's the truth, bro. it's the truth, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, wow, well, you know, and, and so, um, but no, I, I, I love, I love my job, like, I love it, like, straight up, it's probably the first job that I've actually started and I've enjoyed it from day one, you know, I, I used to be a landscaper prior to that, you know, so, you know, it's funny how I transitioned from a landscaper into a librarian, and a lot of people laugh at it. But, you know, to be honest, like, they, like, um, I, I guess for me, it wasn't like a lot of people used to ask to be, oh, man, this must not be a high paying job. And I went, oh, sad. <laughs> Wait, because of the librarian job. But, you know, a lot of people used to say that to me, and I'm like, um, well, actually, they do, they do do well, you know. I can't, obviously, I can't say how much I'm getting paid, but, you know, obviously, if I've achieved what I've achieved in my life, um, they do, they do look after you, and, um, mm. but I guess for me, it's not even about that. Yes, it's nice to have money, you, that's why you go work, you know, to pay the bills, but, Flex, yeah. yeah, for me, it's more about, like, how I reach out to my community, and how mm. I make that connection, because, um, you know, it's really important that we do that, especially in this day and age with COVID and all that. There's a mm. lot of disconnect when we get made to um, lock down at home and, you know, we don't have that, you know, that that face-to-face conversation with social media. There's none of there's none of that stuff going, happening. But it's, it, it, honestly, it brings me delight when I see kids walk through that door and they pick up a book and they open it and read it. And I say, man... Because I think I was in the, the generation where I, I missed that whole thing, reading. Because library, I, I went to library as a kid, like mum used to take us in the holidays. But because we knew we are going to the pools. So we, we were all, always keen to go to the library because we are going to the pools. And then um, the old lady after the pools used to take us and get some fish and chips from the, from the town centre. Then after that, we'll go to the library before we head home. But, you know, that was the kind of like, um, that was kind of like the routine in holiday school holidays. But I enjoyed it. But as I grew up as a kid, I thought, man, I'm too cool to go to, go to libraries. Let's go hang out with my friends on the street, you know. But like back then as a kid, you know, as a millennial, um, we were never you, had um, PlayStations and stuff. Were you doing horticulture as a kid too? <laughs> 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 So he's just finding out you guys went to the fish and chip shop before the library. <laughs> you guys go to the pool. Well, um... <laughs> you guys go pools. Oh, so we left wow. them at the pools. They went to the shops. When I was still at the library. All these years. Was... Okay. All these years. <laughs> no wonder she I was, was looking around. She was trying to be there. the king bomber. <laughs> trying to do those manus at the pools. Then we snuck off to the fish and chip stop. <laughs> so teary. But um, yeah, it's it's um, but no, nah, honestly, like that whole thing was quite. It was. I I feel like we we were lucky as kids, because I I guess we didn't have that experience of um. I think it was back then. It wasn't PlayStation. It was the Sega Master System. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. And we couldn't even we couldn't even afford that. So we were playing Alex the Kid. We had to go over to our cousin's house to play it. <laughs> but back then we used to, you know, we used to go down to the creek, catch some mules, build tree huts, you know, go and eat at the neighbor's house. You know, all that sort of stuff. That was, you know. Crazy. That was a cool upbringing, eh? 
And um, mm. so I, I kind of feel blessed to have been brought up in that, um, brought up in that um, era, you know. So, oh, this guy. <laughs> Just a question, Is it a question or is it a? <laughs> and did you think of you from driveways when you decided to change your? <laughs> Do you think about people in driveways? <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you... Wanna, wanna did read you... that out, Swanky? <laughs> from Jeremiah, Ian, did you think about people with rocky driveways when you decided to change from rubbish bags to movements? Did you? <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, so my, hey, so hey, my hey, mate over here. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my mate over here has got a long ass driveway and it's all rocky eh? it's all stainy so I guess he's hey mate you were the one you didn't even bring the rubbish bins in bro it was your bro... it was your little brother's oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> I was trying to fight for some rubber from rubber tyres but obviously when you when you get to the the big honchos at the council they were like look at you and laugh because they don't care they didn't have try. <laughs> but uh, I guess I'll be living off this uh, decision for the rest of my life. Hey, I wasn't the only one that made this decision. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I thought about at least I thought about transitioning from rubbish bags where your dogs and your cats used to eat it. Then you used to go pick up all the rubbish that, that they made into a rubbish bin where you don't have to clean up the rubbish. Yeah. But you can't win it, you can't win in this world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I have to oh, go super. back to that department and start working. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, shout out to the chat that's come through, um, sent questions throughout the podcast. Um, yeah, bro, if, you, if you've got anything you want, you want to add... Um, anything mm. else you want to add to close off? Oh. Um, Just a question, Ian. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys asked it last time because um, I, I left earlier. Um, but but you know how like um, our bro is watching too much Netflix of like innocent people doing time, and then you know when they come out, then they you know then they find out that they are people find out that they are innocent, and they get something back. Did, did you get anything back from the government or anything? Or? No, because I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't appeal. Oh, true, true. My conviction. I, I, I had a chance to, but I, I, I kind of left it because I was at a point where I had made peace with it. Um, I, I, I should have, but I guess, I guess, in hindsight, I, I still believe I made the right decision in not appealing it. Um, like mm -hmm. I said to the boys in the first one, um, I was too scared to appeal it because um, I heard a lot of bad things if you appeal it and lose. Yeah. Like I could restart my sentence again yeah. or get more. And the boys were telling me you, you have to go, you have to make sure you right, make the right decision. And because it's happened to a few of the boys inside, so I, I thought, man, I, I don't want to do this. But I think one of the reasons why I didn't really want to and um, was mainly because I kind of made peace with myself because I was actually kind of mm. feeling like I, I actually... Um, you know, I, I kind of accepted why I was there because even though I didn't do it, 
like I've done some other stuff, you know, that probably should have landed me in prison, but I didn't get caught for that stuff. And, and right now I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make out that I was doing criminal stuff. But, you know, like as a kid, you know, you do things that you're not really proud of. Um, mm, not as oh. much, not as bad as what I got sent in for, but, you know, but I, I kind of looked at it like that because I try to look at the positive side to it. It was really hard. And it's not mm. until I went to the experience. So no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a payout because I didn't um, appeal. Mm. Appeal it. Um, but while you're on that topic, I just want to, I guess, say also because I know Terry, Terry mentioned it in the last part that um, there's a lot of innocent people inside, you know. But um, I guess that's kind of what helped me through my time because they just took it on the chin, and I thought, man, how can they do that? Like they're innocent. Sure. Why are they fighting it? But to find out that they did fight it, but you know the system was, yeah, it, it was it's yeah. so badly run, bro. It's so badly run, like straight up, like the system in New Zealand, the justice system, they don't they don't care, bro. They don't care, and basically, I was already guilty before I even went through all this court case because of my color skin, the community I live in. I'm a young, so I fit the description, eh? I, I mean, after that first sentence, you sort of lose faith in the system, eh? Yeah, I did. I did lose faith. Like I, I do believe that I do have a little bit of faith in the system because, you know, they actually do do their job. But I guess there's a lot of times where they make mistakes, and unfortunately for those people that are serving time similar to my experience, uh, that's tough, man, because they have to spend time away from their family, their kids, and that's what I can't. You know, get past because they're doing longer time than they've done longer time than me. Some of them in their ten plus years, and they, some of them in their murder, and they didn't even commit the murder. You know, and that's that's sure. that's what I had to experience when I was inside. And like these people are just taking life by the horns, and they're just moving forward. They were actually like because of their reaction towards um, their charges and how they dealt with it. That's how I was able to deal with it. You know, and because we kind of mirror our feelings of other people away and then we start to think oh shucks my life is um not exactly as hard as these guys because you know here i am thinking you know don't get me wrong i, I didn't do the crime and that's wrong that's wrong for anybody but i i guess that's why i made i worked on that life towards change and i wanted to be a, a better man for myself because i know there's a lot of work on for me i want to become a better person to to my family and to to everyone that I came across paths on, and not just being this guy, because I kind of felt felt I live a fake life before I went inside. When I say a fake life, it's like I wasn't happy. Oh, I seriously wasn't happy, you know. I try to be happy and try to please everyone around me, and I I knew that you know that's not the life you want to live because it, it, it makes things harder for you because you know you're always trying to please people, but you know. The only one I was actually able to be true around was my boys and 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 my um my family, but everyone else, I try to please them, and it kind of turned out wrong. So, Charles. you know, because they kind of turned on me and, and all that sort of stuff. So, I knew I wanted to be the opposite of that guy. You know, when I get up, and that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just got a just got a question for Sifa. Chief from Baza. Oh, so, uh, question for Sifa: Did you use the library computer 
for other stuff. <laughs> Always is that an inside joke? Or... <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my next door neighbor. Eh? <laughs> Shout out to the next door neighbor. Shout out. Shout out. Thanks for tuning in. Nah, I'll answer the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, I was playing those online games, eh? <laughs> oh, yo, yo. Yeah, those games. Yeah. Always on online games. Yeah. Pairs, eh? Sounds like Bazza was next to you. Hmm. <laughs> on the computers. <laughs> oh, sweet boys. Um, so... Um, if y'all don't have any questions for Ian, or if Ian has any questions for the chat, whatever, um, go ahead. Um, but... So, Ian. So, boys. Yeah, well, just, so, um, just a chat, chat showing love. Yeah. Chat showing love from Bobby. Thanks up to those of making a different turn when he got up. Thanks, Thanks, cuz. Thank so you, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Um, it's it. Um, for us, it's kind of it's kind of good to see. I guess both sides. Um, both sides of the, of how you transition from going from being inside, and and here you are now. So, um, it's good to see that you've, I guess moved on from where you are <laughs> hey you trying to take over my show <laughs> but um yeah um so yeah it's it's, it's good to see that um uh, you've moved forward in achieving your goals and it's i guess you you've you've had a platform and you've had a um had people behind you that, that supported you. So and I think shout out to the family, uh, to your friends um, that have supported you all the way. And also, um, thank you for sharing your story with us mm. and to the world, basically. You know, the world's... Um, well, hopefully the world, you know. Um, we're hoping to, <laughs> to um, spread this message. But um, yeah, shout out to everyone that's on our page and is listening, tuning in. Um, We've still got questions flying in, I think. If you have any, um, Swanky, I can't really see from here. I just want to answer this question um, from a uh, person from Facebook. Did you ever feel like you could be a part of the justice system in the future Ooh. and be the change for the people um, like yourself? Um, yeah, no, I, I tried. I tried, but it's a little bit hard when you've got a conviction. Um, you can't even, yeah, you can't even... Um, yeah, that's that's one area I can't get into. Um, I try to be a youth worker, and that's also another area I couldn't get into. But um, in saying that, like my job now allows me to be that uh, mentor for youth. Mm. Um, allows oh, yeah, me so to that, be that, that mentor to those who are currently going through the experience. Yo. Um, that question was sent in by Aroha Tata. Oh, so cousin. Nice, um, but yeah, um, but I, yeah, I, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely wanted to. Like, I, I, I was helping young um, youth and um, inside when I was inside, um, and and a few of them I took under my wing, um, you know, because 
they were just innocent young fellows and and that's they're, they're another group of people inside that i really felt humbled to be around because you know that's why i take a lot of lessons from younger people like younger than myself and because i think man the way they approach life it's it's something that i wouldn't like they took it like with a lot of confidence these are the, the young people inside and I, I see the same thing on, on the outside. Like I see it a lot. Our young people are so gifted, but you know, some of them that that I that are getting into trouble, it's easy for us to throw shade at them and say, "Oh man, you're just another one of these kids." Mm. You know, even sometimes I, I I say the same thing, but because I see it all the time, uh, every day in, in my line of work, and um, but you know, but that's how allowed me. My experiences allowed me to. To actually see the the good side of the me, and um, but that's that's kind of like how I, um, I I guess that's how I anyway I can answer that question. I I did want to be a part of the justice system, but I, I can't because of my conviction. I tried many times, and yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is where God wanted me to speak to them, and it was through my role as um, in the libraries because I get to see all walks of life come through there. Yeah. And so I, I, that's why I'm blessed, you know, and I guess that was a really important, that's actually a good question because that's the reason why I do what I do. Yeah. Awesome. And um, I, I do a lot um, with my HR, with my HR degree. I do help a lot of people uh, who go through a lot of issues with the law and the legislation through um, the employment, you know, in terms of helping them when they, when they get dismissed at work, you know, helping them back into their employment because, you know, um, they've been wrongly dismissed. And see, that's the thing, like, I'm always prepared to help someone that's been um, vilified for all the wrong reasons. And that's why I feel like I'm here today and I exist. But, um, yeah, uh, thanks also, Maya, uh, for always being a good friend to me, you know, and you still out today. Milo, boys. Love our Milo. <laughs> Milo, 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 boys. Milo, sweet Milo. boys. Um, again, yeah, the shout out to the chat for coming through on the live chat, man. It's always good to hear uh, your guys' questions or you know the support yes. that you do Thank share you with chat. us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Except we'll for the last to... comment there from Jeremiah. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, let's carry on. <laughs> oh no! Um, but no, thanks, guys. Um, um, yeah. So I, I think that's just that's. I guess I'm still trying each day. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like my life is not perfect, and um, I still go through challenges each day. Um, but I think it's about having a process that you always go back to every time you face times like this. And if that process always works, then you keep going back to it. You know. Um, I have a process and sometimes people around me don't understand what it's like, um, um, what it is that I'm doing, even my wife. And, and, and that's, that's my fault because I don't tell anyone what I'm doing, you know, and, um, but I'm actually going for a, a process to actually deal with the challenges that I face. Um, I'm, I might sound confident. I might sound confident, but you know, it's only because, um, it's only because, um, uh, what do you call it? I, I prepare myself each day. I prepare for anything, you know, and the, like the same, like the same goes for Richie McCall, you know, how does he, how does he um, approach things in life? 
And he said, because he, he's a pilot, he always said he always prepares for a storm. So what happens when a storm hap, um, um, hits? You know, because nine times out of ten, he's flying his plane in the beautiful sun, you know. No, no, no clouds in the sky. But when that storm hits, you need to know what happens before that. You can't say, oh, what do I do now when the storm hits? Because it's too late. So I, I guess I kind of approach life like that too, you know. Well, most of the time, sometimes I... Yeah, I just don't, you know, but, you know, I, I, yeah, again, I'm not perfect, um, but I, I, I do, you know, I, I do thank God and everyone around me for the achievements that I have today because I kind of wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. And, um, yeah, and um, always, always don't feel afraid to talk and open up, you know, if your friends laugh at you, but that's because they, they actually do care behind their laughter <laughs> but you know but someone's listening it's always, you know, the, case. always the, laugh, the laugh comes out the laugh comes out first but when you actually listen listen yeah. to the meaning behind yeah. it it kind of resonates so. yeah yeah no, it, it is uh thanks guys on the chat you know um kudos to you guys for for um jumping in you know if there's anyone out there that needs to talk or anything just let me know yeah. Uh, so um, just before we close off with um, advice, our last uh, bit of segment for a podcast. This last one is a special one. So this is from uh, Mum, the Rose Toki. So proud of you oh, always. Man. Thank you for sharing. I know it's quite hard. So that's, that's from Mum. Oh, man. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> want to miss, quickly mention yeah, um, that. That um, I guess my I this um this part of the of the um of the segment um was actually quite hard for me too. I don't know if it's harder than the experience I shared two weeks ago, because I'm not the type of person to talk about my um my uh, credentials. I actually hate it. I really hate it. I just like I just like, you know, um I prefer just walking in the background behind everything while everything's going on in the front. But I I I I just wanna pay homage to my mum because um, I never went to any of my graduations. <laughs> I got my um, certificate sent through the mail and um, one time I I don't think I was home in time to get the certificate uh, click the certificate from the mailbox um, when I came home my old lady actually said to me um, uh, why didn't you invite us to your uh, graduation and I said I didn't go and then she goes why and then she, she made me realise that it, it was important not just for me See, I was being selfish again. You know, I didn't want to show everyone, oh, yeah, I got this. You know, because I guess we kind of, we, we, we think it's being humble. And in a lot of ways it is. But we don't realize that, that it could change a person in the crowd. You know, it could encourage them and, and stuff like that because they look at you and they go, oh, well, man, I'm sure it's possible for me. But I never saw it that way. And the old lady made me see it. Um, but it was too late. I got all the certificates in the mail. <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't, yeah. So I didn't go to any of my graduations. And um, and I hate I hate getting up in front of the crowd, so, you know. I, I, that's just me. And, um, but, yeah, so oh, thanks, Mum. And, um, yeah. So, bro, um, yeah, so um, we've come to the part of the show where... Um, I guess 
if there's anything you can take away from from this podcast, um, yeah, we will start off with giving um, it, it's it's advice or something you can you can take with you home, uh, or you know something you want to listen to later on in the future. So I will start off with uh, Swanky. Um man, Ian, inspiring stories uh, from how you went through all that experience and to come up the other way, still succeed in life. Oh, very inspiring story. So thank you for sharing. I know at times it was very hard to share some details in your experience. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for coming on the thanks, show and thanks for sharing. I don't have any advice. Thank you. Yeah, that's me, boys. Uh, Ian, uh, do you have anything you want to share? Um, oh, yeah. Um, before I share, I just want to make, a, make another plug. Sorry, guys. Hmm. How many, how many plugs do you know? Um, <laughs> are these plugs going to sponsor us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> any plugs going to sponsor I've marked down 10, ten <laughs> plugs. I'm running out of what, six what, what is this? Is this a family show? What is this? What's going on here? It's, um, the chicks in the mail, guys. It's the chicks in the mail. Now, but shout out to my little sister. She's the baby of the family. She turns 21 next week. Um, you know, so, um, yeah. So, um, thanks, guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think it's just the same from last week, uh, two weeks ago, sorry. Just seize the day, you know. Seize your opportunity as they as they come. Um, take the opportunity. Just remember, also, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So there's always a there's always a choice there's always a choice say, so make the right one. Thank you. Hello, hello. Milo, Milo. Imagine too. Oh yeah, man. Just want to say, man, massive thanks to Ian. Like I know, um, like cause cause you know I'm tight with the bro Terry, and for the older bro age, like I know it's not easy. It's, Sharing a story like that, eh, but man, mean love, bro. Um, and like to hear your story, like how you did, like you always told the truth and stuff, but like you're a good role model, man. And like especially to, and, and I love that you're helping your library or the kids, man. You're, you're inspirational, also. But yeah, that's from me. That's what I learned from you, bro. Shout you. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. Um. I guess um, from me, um, and I can I guess it's it stuck with me. I, I had a talk with um, the old lady, and and it's basically basically about sharing, you know, whatever you're going through, whether you're going through a hard time and or a good time. Um, but in the past, um, we've been saying, you know, if you're going through trouble, or if you're going through um, struggles. Share, you know, share your story, tell everyone. But we, I, we never kind of said share the good, good side. And I guess tonight we saw both. Or tonight and last week we saw both. We saw mm. what um, what happened at the beginning, and and at the end of it, that light at the tunnel is where Ian's at now. So I guess 
for me, for everyone out there, to everyone else out there that's listening is, you know, share share your highs, share your highs, definitely share your highs, because that's that's what um, that's there. We need to celebrate it. We need to celebrate everything that comes with our highs. And also, um, we're gonna we're, we're gonna go through struggles in life. Just hope that there's people behind you and that you can talk to them as well. And that's the share. So basically, just share, share everything. If you if you get me, share everything. Doesn't matter if it's high, low, share it. Because you need someone to understand it. You need someone to to say, yeah, you've done well. Or you need someone to say, hey, let's do this. I can support you. So, And at the same time, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you to uh, Ian. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And um, uh, we obviously from the boys here, uh, for the boys podcast, we, we wish you nothing but the best. Um, and yeah, if there's any... Um, if we do have uh, more guests on at some point, and you're you're willing to jump on the panel and just throw out questions, man, we'll we'll be um, happy to have you on. Always welcome. Always happy. Always, always happy to. Thank you, guys. Uh, so yeah, um, if that's uh, if that's us, boys. Um, I told Thank Ian you, not chat. to go over one hour. I told Ian not to go over one hour. Now it's one hour forty five minutes. Well, it's, it's from all the plugging. It's from all the plugging. Actually. <laughs> so that's forty five. It's forty five minutes right, worth of plugging. Okay. Sorry, boys. There's two checks in the mailbox. Ooh. In the mail, two checks. <laughs> <sighs> Can't promise these ro- so anything Ooh. written on it, but they're, they're coming. They're coming. Ooh. <laughs> from so the library. From Beza, can you share the highs from your horticulture experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. And laughs> catch up We're losing, we'll catch up <laughs> We're losing <laughs> control of the chat. And can you and and if you're um at work tomorrow, you know how I say share, can you share your lunch with me? Sweet boys. <laughs> so this is for the bod- this is for the podcast. This is for the yeah. boys podcast. Thank you everyone. Happy birthday, oh, boys. Hey, yo, 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 wait, wait, yo, shout out to everyone that's having a birthday, so, swanky sis, then we got the um, younger sis, Megan, uh, then we've got a wedding, is it, that's great. Yeah, uh, uh, look at Maureen, shout out, yeah. shout out. Shout out to them. Any more shout outs? Because Ian's <laughs> taken like 200 plugs already. Shout out to For The Boys. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> For and a bit we are still it, looking for sponsors. And we are still look. looking for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming, he's coming. Shop <laughs> boys. Shop this boys is for the chat. boys podcast. Thank you, guys. Peace.